Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And here we go again. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this Sunday podcast of The Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. And folks, I got to tell you, it is good to be back doing these podcasts. And I would say it was great to be back behind this microphone, but folks, we are trying out a new microphone today. We swapped out our condenser microphone for a dynamic one, and we are just going to play around with that and see how this one does. See if it does a better job for us. And if you want to get hold of me, before I forget, my email is miller at millerfrostonline.com and my parlor handle, that is at millerfrost. White boy Malcolm X, quick question for you, sir, because you were here while I was away and you were also here while I was recovering from my second COVID shot. But quick question for you, sir. Have you seen anything from Nancy Pelosi or her two eunuchs, Steny Hoyer or... James Clyburn, have you seen any of them recognize AAPI Heritage Month? You have not. So you have not seen Nancy Pelosi as a geisha girl or, folks, even better, as a Harajuku girl. You have not seen Nancy Pelosi donning her Harajuku girl outfit. No. Okay. Have you seen her two eunuchs, James Clyburn and Steny Hoyer? Have you seen either of them dressed as samurai? You have not seen that either. Hmm. That's kind of weird. I figured, folks. If Nancy and all them got dressed up with the Kenty cloth on, I figured the least they could do to celebrate AAPI Heritage Month would be for Nancy Pelosi to dress up as a geisha or Harajuku girl and for her two eunuchs to dress up as a samurai, even if, folks, even if only for an hour or two. But you have seen none of that, White Boy Malcolm X. Okay. I mean, folks, even Starbucks has gotten in on the action. When I was on my app ready to order my coffee— They had a whole little section on AAPI Heritage Month. They actually have a page on their website. It's like Starbucks.com slash, I don't know, AAPI Heritage Month or something like that. And speaking of Starbucks, I tell you what, folks, the pandemic is now over. Because let's face it, I live in an area I am surrounded by the COVID care types. These folks, I cannot tell you how many of them walk around this town with their masks on, even if it's six o'clock in the morning and there is not another living soul around. They're out there with their mask on, probably two or three, depending. But you know the pandemic is over, folks, at least in people's minds, when they start clustering around where the coffee comes up at the Starbucks, right? You know the pain in the ass type of people, folks, that go in line and they order their coffee. And the first thing they do is go all the way down and stand and hover right where the coffees get dropped off. Like every other coffee in front of theirs is going to get bypassed and their drink is going to come up in 30 seconds. And they all do it, right? They cluster around. And when they call your name for your coffee, you got to like barrel through these people just to get your drink. But they're all doing that up here. So I'm assuming even the COVID Karens in Massachusetts are like, this thing is over. It is time to go back to normal. In other words, their sense of entitlement now outweighs their 
sense of self-preservation for catching the COVID. Real quick, and this is how gay this podcast is going to be, and sorry folks, it just is as it is, but we have to wish White Boy Malcolm X because we would be horrible bad gays if we did not. I already know that I am America's most beloved self-loathing homosexual, but we have to, folks, we have to wish Cher a 75th happy birthday. Yes, White Boy Malcolm X, Cher is 75 years old, or she was a couple days ago, but Folks, I have to confess in advance, I spent last week tagging story after story after story after story for the podcast. Now, a lot of them I just got rid of because they were too old and I just didn't find them funny anymore. But there are a couple in here. They are not as fresh as you probably would like them. But hey, it's what entertains me. That, that's what we're going to do. And speaking of birthdays, and for you queens out there, if Cher wasn't enough, Cher turning 75... Tom Daly is 27, and you know who he is, right, White Boy Malcolm X? Yes, the gay diver, the Olympic gay diver. He is not Goose Kentworthy, the Olympic skier. He is Tom Daly, the Olympic diver. And folks, he does not need to go out and be some new gabies. What do they call Goose Kentworthy? They called him like a guide, and then they called him an escort. And to me, folks, an escort sounds like a pimp. But he is pimping or escorting or doing something with Colton Underwood. And I assume, folks, I assume it's not only to get attention, but to eventually get himself a sugar daddy where he does not have to do anything all day, every day, but go to the gym, work out really, really, really hard and make daddy really, really, really happy because he looks really, really, really hot. Tom does not need to do that, right? Because Tom was smart. Tom got the sugar daddy. He got that a couple of years ago, and I forgot the name of the guy that he married. He is probably, I think, twice his age, approximately, but the guy is a screenwriter in Hollywood, and he's written a couple of really big movies, and I'm sure he has huge bank, right? So Tom is set, because after his Olympic diving days are over, all he has to do is go to the gym all day to keep that tight diver's body and keep himself looking damn fine in a Speedo for daddy. But happy birthday, Cher, and happy birthday, Tom Daly. But enough about those two folks. Let's go ahead and jump into today's podcast. And who do we have on today's show? Patrice Kong Coolers, folks, our favorite woke, angry lesbian. She is on today's podcast. Demi Lovato is back. Dr. Jill Biden is here. The woke folk, of course. Gwyneth Paltrow is here, or... I should probably clarify that Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina is here on today's podcast. Folks, we finally have a teacher bait story. I tell you what, the teachers have been behaving. Not this time. We got another for you. And folks, because we have not had a podcast in a week, we have not one, but two really good smoking gun stories. And folks, I don't even care that neither of them is in Florida. That's how good these smoking gun stories are. But let's go ahead and jump in, and we will start, of course, with our news quick hits. This first one is from Fox Business. Target to stop selling Pokemon, sports trading cards in store over safety concerns. And folks, I don't think they're talking about paper cuts. So let's find out more. Here are a couple pull quotes. Target decided this week to temporarily suspend sales of Pokemon and sports trading cards after they allegedly sparked an armed confrontation outside a store in Wisconsin. So people are apparently 
armed and ready to fight over the Pokemon. The safety of our guests and our team is our top priority, Target reportedly said in a statement. Out of an abundance of caution, we've decided to temporarily suspend the sale of MLB, NFL, NBA, and Pokemon trading cards within our stores, effective May 14th. Guests can continue to shop these cards online at Target.com. And folks, here is the kicker. Police in Brookfield, Wisconsin said four men allegedly assaulted a 25-year-old man outside a Target on May 7th because he had trading cards with him, Fox 6 in Milwaukee reported. The men reportedly ran away when the victim pulled a gun on them. No shots were fired. I tell you what, folks, after I read that, I'm thinking, man, that is a really good smoking gun story. (laughs) Unfortunately, it has not made their pages, but... Four men attacking another man, and this guy, folks, he went to Target to buy Pokemon cards, and he had to arm himself because he knew there was trouble in Wisconsin over these stupid cards. And I know, folks, I know that there is a business side to this business. There is some huge money to be made in baseball trading cards, some of these rookie cards, some of these Pokemon cards are, I guess, really hard to get, and I think that drives some of this nuttiness (laughs) surrounding wanting to rob people for their Pokemon cards. But folks, having said that, you do have a 25-year-old man who takes a loaded firearm to a Target to buy Pokemon cards. That is that is the future of this country, Gen Z. <laughs> this 25-year-old kid, I don't know what's worse, the fact that he brought a loaded gun to a Target to buy Pokemon cards or the fact that he was purchasing Pokemon cards. <laughs> Because, folks, I would figure that would be something a four-, five-, or six-year-old would want to do. Mommy, mommy, I want some Pokemon cards. Right, and then the parents are forced to take the kid to Target so he can go pick up some Pokemon cards. But this kid is 25 years old, and he's like, I want some Pokemon cards, but I better get my Glock to go to the Target because I don't want some of those people robbing me for my Pokemon cards. Man. Things are nuts up in Wisconsin if that is what is going on. People are getting robbed over Pokemon cards or NFL cards or NBA cards or what have you. And I guess I am being an old fuddy-duddy, but I'm like, man, kids these days. At 25 years old, the last thing I would want to do is go to a Target to buy Pokemon cards. But I guess that's what they do. These dopey kids, right? They play with Pokemon cards. No doubt, folks, no doubt why they are living in their mother's basement, right? Eyeing up that sex doll, playing with Pokemon cards, playing video games, playing with themselves, (laughs) doing all sorts of weird, crazy crap in that basement. But that is the men in Generation Z. I want to play Pokemon cards when I'm not doing my sex doll. Right? That is the men. And what are the women doing, right? If they are not running around with their white women's tears, right? Boo! Boo! Right? Crying those white women's tears over social justice issues. You know, the girls just want to have fun. They go into the inner city. They loot, riot, burn, have a grand gay old time. Those are the women of this new generation having fun in the inner city, probably doing a black guy or two just to piss off mom and dad. Then they run back to their lily white neighborhoods after they defund the police in the inner city, but that's our generation, right? The men are in the basement playing with themselves and playing with Pokemon, and the women are looting, rioting, burning, and having a grand gay old time. We are doomed, white boy Malcolm. (laughs) Unless something seriously changes, we are all screwed. From Reuters, speaking of being screwed, mosques disappear as China strives to build a beautiful Xinjiang. And if you folks are like, Miller, Miller, why does Xinjiang sound familiar? Well, folks, Xinjiang province 
is where China keeps their slaves, right? They keep Muslim Uyghur slaves and, I don't know, a bunch of other slaves. I think they've got about 500,000, according to that news article we read. But you have about a half a million slaves in the Xinjiang province of China. And what are they doing over there? They are picking cotton to make tennis shoes for black NBA players. And yes, folks, yes, I understand that there is a bit of irony in having Chinese Uyghur slaves pick cotton to make shoes for black NBA players. But it is as it is. That is what is going on. But here are a couple pull quotes about these mosques. In recent months, China has stepped up a campaign on state media and with government-arranged tours to counter the criticism of researchers, rights groups, and former Xinjiang residents who say thousands of mosques have been targeted in a crackdown on the region's mostly Muslim Uyghur people. Officials from Xinjiang and Beijing told reporters in Beijing that no religious sites have been forcibly destroyed or restricted and invited them to visit and report. I tell you what, white boy Malcolm X, I have got to give the communist Chinese government, I have got to give them credit where credit is due. They know how to lie. (laughs) I mean, they really know how to lie. I would dare say, folks, that they know how to lie so well, I think that they may lie better than the U.S. mainstream media. I don't know. It's kind of close, I have to say. It's uh, not quite sure who lies better, but they lie pretty damn well. I mean, they will say that with a straight face. They will gaslight the crap out of you. Nothing is going on here, folks. I don't know what you're talking about. What? Who's damaging mosques? That's just crazy talk. We've got mosques everywhere, and why don't you go up and why don't you take a look? And we've got all these lovely Chinese guards. Forget those machine guns. They're going to give you a tour of the Xinjiang province of China, and they are going to show you all the mosques. And while you're up there, you know, we've got a sale on tennis shoes. (laughs) We've got some really great tennis shoes made by some super hard-working Uyghur slaves. I mean workers. No, I did not say the word slaves. No, I did not say that. And if you would like to go to a re-education camp, keep pressing the question. I don't know, folks. If you made me choose, I would say the, uh, the communist Chinese probably have been doing it longer than the mainstream media. But, man, I tell you what, the mainstream media, quick on their heels. Jesus Christmas, white boy Malcolm X. How did this stupid, vapid story get into my news pile? This, folks, listen to this, and it's from page six. How Prince Harry and Orlando Bloom became Hollywood pals. Above and beyond, white boy Malcolm X, that this article encapsulates everything that is wrong with the entertainment media, talking about Prince Harry and Orlando Bloom hanging out and being friends or what have you, but uh, I am starting to feel bad for Prince Harry at this point. Yes, I am actually starting to feel bad for Prince Harry. I mean, let's face it, folks. Prince Ginger is just kind of hanging out there. He is a dope floating through life at this point, right? He is just kind of hanging out, doing his little Netflix deals. His wife is leading him around by his you-know-what. She's got a firm grasp on that, right? And she is dragging him around. She has, I think, wiped by Malcolm X. She has a testicle lockbox, and she has got Prince Harry's testicles Locked in that box because that poor guy, as emasculated as he looks, he is becoming kind of a clown of himself. Speaking of Netflix, though, and no, I am not going to talk about that stupid Prince Harry or his dumb, dopey wife, although she's smarter than him and she's smart enough to take his testicles and put them in a lockbox. I actually watched a documentary, folks, on Netflix, and it has to do with Princess Margaret and the Queen, right? And it started when they were like, small children and before they were even in the line of secession for the crown, right? But it showed their relationship all the way from, 
you know, Elizabeth being born and then Margaret being born all the way up until Margaret's death. And at the end of the day, and I don't think that The Crown, the series on Netflix, does the relationship justice and does Princess Margaret justice. But if you look at the documentary, talking to people who knew her and talking to royal historians and what have you, Margaret had a party lifestyle for quite some time. But at the end of the day, she always came back to support her sister. That was the more important thing, to support her sister. And that is where she put her focus later in life. She had a little bit of a party time, right? But then she came back to the fold. I don't see Harry doing that, and that's why I feel bad for him. I think he is so narcissistic. I think he is such a vain little brat that he is probably never going to come back to that fold, even when his brother assumes the crown, right? And maybe, folks, it's because his wife will not give him his testicles back. Who knows? That is going to be a super expensive thing to get out of at this point, especially with kiddo number two on the way. But, yeah, that kid is a bit of a brat, and I think he's just going to kind of float through life until he wakes up one day and is like, what the hell have I done? Especially if Megan is laying in bed next to him. Here's another one from Fox Business. BLM co-founder with $3 million real estate portfolio says black homeownership is a way to disrupt white supremacy. Hmm. Let's find out more about that. Black Lives Matter co-founder, and let's face it, folks, the world's most cranky lesbian, Patrice Con Coolers, who has a real estate portfolio worth more than $3 million, on Saturday shared a report about the history of racism in the housing market. Black Americans and the Racist Architecture of Homeownership is part of an NPR documentary series, We Hold These Truths on American Democracy. On her Instagram page, of course, Coolers37 thanked the outlet for highlighting the history of racism inside the housing market. She then suggested that black home ownership has always been a way to disrupt white supremacy. And this, folks, this is where it gets good. The disclosure of Cooler's real estate portfolio, highlighted in a New York Post report last month, prompted criticism from BLM supporters and critics alike. Coolers defended herself, saying that her home purchasing spree was part of living her life in direct support of black people and decried conservative media coverage as racist and sexist. So, white boy Malcolm X, I do have a, well, maybe two questions, but I do have a question for you, sir. How do you think that owning a house in Georgia, and folks, that ain't just any house in Georgia, that house has an indoor swimming pool, that house has an RV repair shop, that house has a plane runway, right? She can land a plane at her house if she wants to. White boy Malcolm X, how is owning that fancy house in Georgia disrupting white supremacy? Don't answer white boy Malcolm X. Hold that thought. Part two of that question. So yes, I do have one question, but it's in two parts. Not only does she have that house in Georgia, folks, but as we reported here on this podcast, she also has three houses in Los Angeles because one house in Los Angeles at one time is not enough for Patrice Con Coolers and her wife. She has to have three houses all at the same time, right? So white boy Malcolm X, in addition to the fancy house in Georgia with the indoor swimming pool and the RV repair shop and the plane runway, these three houses in Los Angeles all at the same time. And what was our theory on that, folks? We said that she had those three houses so she would never, ever, ever have to get stuck in Los Angeles traffic. But how is owning those four houses, sir, disrupting white supremacy? No idea. <laughs> That's what I figured. Yeah, I figured, folks, that she just got busted and she was like, crap. They found out I got all these fancy houses. They found out I got millions of dollars. 
they found out I am getting rich, 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 rich off selling all this race crap, all this woke crap. I am making huge bank doing that. I'm just going to call them a bunch of racists, right? Because that's pretty much what all of them do when they get busted doing something. You're a racist. Because let's face it, folks, that's all they got. That is the only card they have to play. They have been playing it for decade after decade after decade. It still works, I have to say. I will give them credit where credit is due. She can run around and have all these houses, make all this money, selling all this woke crap. She gets busted for it. She goes, you're just a bunch of racists. And what do the lapdogs in the mainstream media do? Oh, yeah, they are a bunch of racists. Let's trash them instead of calling her out for the fraud that she is. I wonder, though, white boy Malcolm X, I wonder if she bought that house in the Caribbean yet or not. I'm assuming we will see that at some point. She has upped the house ante to five. But, folks, we do not know if that is the case currently. But we will keep an eye out for that. From Breitbart, how is this headline? Survey, 43% of millennials don't know, care, or believe God exists. So, yes, folks, if you thought that the dopey Gen Z kids buying Pokemon cards was bad enough, no, we got more from the millennials. And here's a poll quote from that story. Younger Americans are reshaping the country with a philosophy of life that rejects faith in God and organized worship, at the same time defining success and morality in terms of personal happiness and economic social justice, a survey from the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University found. And folks, if you need to know what economic social justice means, that means if you have more than me, I want the ruling class to tear you down and take it away. And if you want to know why they don't believe in God, some of these dopey kids, I have a hypothesis. Yes, white boy Malcolm X, I do have a hypothesis. And how is this? I don't think, folks, I don't think that they want to believe there is a higher power out there higher than themselves. It's like Prince Harry, right? That kid is just so self-absorbed, so narcissistic. That is the only thing I bet that kid thinks about. He's kind of stupid. He's probably the dumbest one in the family. Prince Charles is a damn close second, but he's probably the dumb one anyway, so he does not have a lot of thinking power to wrap his head around much more than himself, right? But I think a lot of these kids, they are so self-absorbed and they are so in love with themselves. That is all they need in life. They don't need to worry about a God. They don't need to worry about things greater than themselves because they are the biggest thing out there in their minds anyway, right? That is why you have all these kids on social media to validate those feelings that they are the biggest and best thing out there that they need to worry about. I mean, it's one thing to say, I don't believe in God, right? There are a lot of atheists out there. Hey, more power to you. If you want to go to hell, you can run around and say that, right? (laughs) But it's another thing completely to say, I don't even care that God exists. Now that, folks, that takes a whole new level of hubris to say, not only do I not believe, I could care less, which I just think is a damn shame. Not that I am a regular churchgoer. I am a bit of a lapsed Catholic myself, but I do believe. And I just think it is pushing your luck with the big guy upstairs. Or if you are a woke folk out there, the big gal or the big non-binary entity up above, right? But I just think it is pushing your luck to say, I don't believe and I really don't give a crap. (laughs) The good news for us, though, white boy Malcolm X, if God is grading on a curve, we are all set to walk through those pearly gates. From Pink News, 
Demi Lovato proudly comes out as, Jesus Christmas, non-binary and changes pronouns to they, them. So I guess Demi Lovato, folks, she wants to be just like Sam Smith and go by they, them. Here are a couple pull quotes there. Demi Lovato publicly came out as non-binary Wednesday morning, revealing that their pronouns are they, them. In a moving video posted on their social media, Lovato, 28, told fans that they had been doing some healing and self-reflective work in the past year. The Sorry Not Sorry hitmaker, and I have never even heard of that song, folks. I had no idea it was even a hit, who proudly came out as pansexual earlier this year. And folks, if you're out there going, Miller, Miller, what the heck is a pansexual? Folks, a pansexual, that is just a snooty way of saying bisexual, right? And what is a bisexual? They will do anyone, right? And that is exactly what a pansexual is. That is just a snooty, artistic way of saying bisexual. Anyway, picking back up, said they, them pronouns capture the fluidity I feel in my gender expression and allows me to feel most authentic and true to the person I both know I am and still am discovering. Every day we wake up, we are given another opportunity and chance to be who we want and wish to be, they tweeted. Speaking of people, I feel sorry for white boy Malcolm X. I mean, she is turning into another version of Sam Smith, being known for this kind of crap more than any song she ever sang at any time. I mean, she is 28 years old. And I believe, folks, correct me if I'm wrong, white boy Malcolm X, but I believe at some point she was heterosexual in her life. She was dating men at some point in her life. And suddenly she's like, eh, that is not good enough for me. And so she's like, you know what, folks? I am actually pansexual. And she probably looked out at that point and she saw a lot of confusion on people's faces. So she's like, when I say pansexual, I just mean bisexual. People are like, oh, I get it. Okay, I got that now. And then, folks, being a pansexual, being a snooty bisexual, right? That was not good enough for her. She had another moment of discovery. So she went from heterosexual to pansexual, snooty bisexual, right? Then she wakes up one day and she's like, you know what? I'm actually non-binary. And... And I have my very own special pronouns, they, them. Which, let's face it, folks, how special is it? Because half the freaking kids out there these days, they all have special pronouns, right? So those special pronouns just aren't as special as they once were. But at 28 years old, Demi Lovato has gone from heterosexual to pansexual to non-binary with funky pronouns. That, folks, that is a lot of change <laughs> in one young lady or whatever gender she, he, they are, right? This is what I hate about these stupid, funky pronouns here. That is a lot of change for one individual in 28 years of life. It's like, Jesus Christmas, every time you turn around, she is rolling out a new her. I mean, Demi, what is next, dear? <laughs> what car do you have to pull out of that hat at this point? I suspect, White by Malcolm X, I suspect at some point, folks, because this is not going to garner her enough attention, they are going to pull an Elliot Page and come out and say, you know what? I was heterosexual, and then I was pansexual, a snooty bisexual, right? Then I was non-binary, but you know what? I woke up today, and I'm actually a man. So <laughs> my pronouns are he, him, whatever the hell the pronouns are these days. I don't know what she's doing, folks. I just, I don't know what the heck is going on with her, but I hope, Demi, from the bottom of my heart, I hope you, like I wish Sam Smith, they, I wish you would find what you are looking for with all these I don't know what to call it. Reboot? <laughs> she is just rebooting herself over and over and over again. So, Demi, 
I hope you find what you are looking for. I hope you find your bliss, and I hope this is part of that path. But dear, you are exhausting the crap out of the rest of us. (laughs) Every time we turn around, you are changing things up again. From Fox News, get this, white boy Malcolm X, Jill Biden says Kamala Harris, Queen Kamala, can go F herself. And folks, she did not just say F after she attacked creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer in first debate, book claims. Hmm. Let's find out more about that. Here are a couple of bull quotes. The relationship between the Bidens and Queen Kamala Harris purportedly became messy after Harris, then creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer's opponent in the primary, came after him for his record on busing and his boasts of his relationships with segregated senators, according to journalist Edward Isaac Dover. First Lady Jill Biden even said Harris can go F herself in a call with campaign donors. Dover writes in his forthcoming book, shared with Fox News, Battle for the Soul, to be published May 25th. So Dr. Jill Biden, and yes, folks, I know she has a doctorate in education, (laughs) but she gets really, really, really butthurt, as do the mainstream media, if you make fun of the fact that her doctorate is in English or what have you. Yeah, don't do that. But Dr. Jill, she has a potty mouth. (laughs) But Dr. Jill, and you got to use that, folks. You got to call her Dr. Jill. And yes, again, I do know it's just a crappy doctorate in education, right? But Dr. Jill, just you wait. Because Queen Kamala, she keeps a hit list, folks. And that is one of the stories that I was going to report on, but decided not to. She has a hit list of journalists that annoy the crap out of her, right? Queen Kamala is not going to put up with that. So Dr. Jill, right now it is just journalists, but just you wait, dear, when your husband is in a memory unit drooling all over himself and sniffing the hair of nurses, right? When he is doing that, if you think that Queen Kamala is not going to put you on that hit list and come after you, you are wrong, dear. I don't care what kind of doctorate you have. Dear, you are stupid if you are going after Queen Kamala like that. You better behave yourself. You better grovel at the feet of Queen Kamala or you are going to be the one who can go F yourself. And for our last news quick hit, folks, this is from Esquire. And how is this headline, White Boy Malcolm X? Coming alive, I have sexomnia, a sleep disorder that makes me initiate sex in my sleep. Before I learned from it, I feared it deeply. Folks, That is a very long article, and some of it is very graphic, but I'm just going to read you one relatively G pull quote. I have sexomnia, a sleep abnormality that causes me to initiate sex when I'm asleep. Think of sleepwalking, but instead of walking, I, well, you know. Those of us who've got what the DSM-5 calls non-REM sleep arousal disorder, which research has found to be as much as three times as prevalent in men as in women, are prone to fondle a partner, performing oral sex, and even engaging in full-on penetrative sex and reaching orgasm, all while completely asleep. White Boy Malcolm X, you know, when I was reading this, I was reading about this guy having sex with his girlfriend, and he is completely asleep while he's doing it, right? When I was reading that, it reminded me, and you folks out there, it reminded me of that San Francisco Gate, that SF Gate story we had, and that was written by Julie Tremaine and Katie Dowd. And that story, folks, that story focused on the Snow White ride down at Disneyland. I guess they redid the whole ride, folks, but I guess not good enough for Julie and Katie because, let's face it, folks, 
they were a little butthurt about the fact that the prince still got to kiss the princess and the princess was asleep. And they were complaining, folks, about how there was no consent in the kiss, even though it's a made-up story. It is a fake story. It's not even real people, right? You have a fake prince, and he goes and he kisses a fake princess, right? He kisses her, true love's kiss, to break the spell of an evil queen. Now, I don't know which evil queen that was. It might have been Milo Yiannopoulos, but I doubt it because he's probably, folks, he's probably too busy dealing with his conversion therapy and happy ending day spot down in Florida. I don't know what evil queen it could be. Maybe Perez Hilton. There are lots of evil queens out there. But anyway, those two ladies were super, super, super butthurt about the lack of consent that the prince got from the princess, even though there was a curse on the princess and she could never wake up to give consent unless she got the kiss in the first place. That's what drove them nuts in San Francisco. (laughs) But even with all of that, right, He had to kiss her. He had to give her true love's kiss. He was madly in love with her, and he had to do it to break the spell. They were concerned about the message that that would send to men or young boys or what have you about consent. I guess they thought that it would turn a bunch of young men and young boys into rapists if they saw the prince give the princess a kiss without consent. I don't know who would get rapey over that, but I guess Julie and Katie thought it might happen like that. But that's what this reminds me of, kind of. Because you've got the guy this time, right? The guy is asleep, but he's also the initiator. And so the woman or another man or whoever, right? Let's not judge here on the Miller Frost Show, but the partner, we'll just say that, right? The partner is receiving sex from the guy, but they're not able to give consent even though they're awake. And the sleeping guy or sleeping girl or sleeping non-binary, right? It could be Demi Lovato, could be Sam Smith, right? They could have this as well. They could be sex somniacs, right? But you've got the awake partner. They can't give consent. You've got the sleeping partner. They can't give consent, right? Because they're asleep. Nobody is giving consent in this situation. I can only imagine how triggered Julie and Katie would be if they knew about the fact that there's all sorts of non-consent going on, right? I can see all sorts of mayhem with this. Let's say you're a guy and your girlfriend wants to get pregnant. And you're like, dear, honey, no, I'm just sorry. We're going to wrap that thing six ways to Sunday, right? And she knows you're a sex omniac. She is just going to wait. You guys out there with this stuff, she is just going to wait, and she is just going to let you do her while you're sleeping, and she'll be like, ah, I'm pregnant. How did that happen? Oops. (laughs) Got to watch that. Not that a man would ever complain, I think, White Boy Malcolm X. I don't care who's in bed with him. A man will never complain (laughs) about getting some action in the middle of the night. Okay, now that our news quick hits are over, let's go ahead and jump into our news pile. And yes, White by Malcolm X, we may have been gone for a week, but gay is at the front, smoking gun is at the back, and, and folks, a second smoking gun story is tucked neatly in the middle of this pile. From Fox News, Lego announces new LGBTQ toy set. And this, folks, this reminds me of Kellogg's, because Kellogg's came out with some gay cereal, And now Lego is coming out with some gay toys. I just hope, folks, I just hope that there are not going to be any armed robberies at a Target in Wisconsin over these. (laughs) Poor Target might be like, we better not sell these because those queens out there, they are going to be looting, riding, burning to get their hands on these stupid gay Legos, right? But let's find out more. Lego on Thursday announced its newest product, a rainbow-colored LGBTQ set titled Everyone is awesome, exclamation point. We're super excited to reveal our new set, 
Lego Everyone is Awesome because we celebrate every Lego builder, the Denmark-based company tweeted. The set features a rainbow wall plus black and brown and the colors of the transgender flag, sky blue, white, and pink. The rainbow wall has 11 accompanying figures with a corresponding color. The set was designed by Matthew Ashton. In a Twitter post, he said he wanted to create a simple little set with a powerful message of love, inclusivity, and acceptance. So here it is. Hashtag Lego. Love to you all. The set will be available starting June 1st, the first day of Pride Month. Holy crap, White Boy Malcolm X. Pride is coming up in just over a week for $34.99, according to Lego's website. $34.99. Jesus Christmas. Man, that is a lot for a bunch of Legos. And if you think about it, folks, speaking of the Kellogg's thing, right? If you think about it for these Legos, right? You get, I don't know, 11 pieces. You get this little flag, what have you. That, folks, that probably costs you about, I don't know, a dollar's worth of plastic. And what is plastic made of? That is made of oil. And everyone out there knows how destructive oil is to Mother Earth. So those folks at Legos are helping to destroy the Earth so queens can have their Lego sets. So you got a dollar's worth of plastic, right? You've probably got about another dollar, maybe two, of slave labor in China to make these things, right? I guarantee you, folks, they are not making these things in Denmark. They are going to take advantage of cheap labor to put these things together. You're probably looking at maybe, including the cardboard set it comes in, right? you got to chop a tree down in addition to the oil that has to be pumped out of the earth to make the plastic, right? So you are all sorts of destruction into the environment with this thing, right? But they're probably putting in about $3 worth of labor and materials, and they are turning around, and they are selling that for $34.99 at your local, I don't know, Toys R Us or Target or what have you, Walmart. Lego is just like Kellogg's. They are laughing all the way to the bank. And the tribe will buy it, right? Especially the queens. Those queens are going to line up whatever Target they got around the neighborhood. Oh, yes, I got to get this colorful LGBTQ Lego set. Oh, I just got to get that. I'm going to put it right there in my living room. It's going to be fabulous, right? They are going to be laughing all the way to the bank. Those queens are going to be stuffing their faces with that glitter cereal from Kellogg's, and they're going to be playing with their stupid little Lego sets. No doubt a bunch of millennial Gen Z-type kids, right? They, they are just another one, folks, that are pretending to do good while doing very, very well indeed. So you queens out there, enjoy your glitter cereal and enjoy your Lego sets. That makes you happy. You are getting screwed royally. You're making these companies rich as they pretend to be down for the LGBTQ struggle, but they are not fooling me. From Campus Reform, Professor claims that violence against Asians from non-white people is still caused by white supremacy. I wonder, white boy Malcolm X, if they are talking about white supremacy, I wonder if Alyssa Milano is involved in this because, folks, We learned on this podcast that Alyssa Milano, maybe, possibly, allegedly, is a white supremacist. Hiding about, lurking in the shadows. Because, I don't know, maybe she is out there beating up on Chinese people, but let's find out more. A professor at the University of Colorado Boulder. Jesus Christmas, white boy Malcolm X. Colorado Boulder. You folks out there, if you need to know what the University of Colorado Boulder is, the People's Republic of Boulder, I would describe it as a D-list Berkeley. Those folks up in Boulder, they think they are the bee's knees, as they used to say. They are a snooty bunch. I look at them and go, meh, 
They would laugh at you on a Berkeley campus or any other real woke campus. Those folks up in Colorado, they're kind of a joke to other people, but they think they're very special. Claim that white supremacy does not require a white person to perpetrate it. Jennifer Ho. And yes, folks, her last name is Ho, H-O. I am not calling her a Ho. Her name is Ho. So when I talk about Jennifer Ho, I am not calling her someone who gets around. That's just what her name is. Jennifer Ho who is not a hoe, folks, that I know of, a professor of ethnic studies and critical race studies, wrote an article for The Conversation entitled White Supremacy is at the Root of All Race-Related Violence in the U.S., which alleged that even though black people are also attacking Asian Americans, shh, Jennifer, shh, you gotta be quiet, Jennifer, Ho. I mean, you're not a hoe, but Jennifer, Ho, you have to remember the poetic truth, which is that white people are beating up all the Asians. Shh. Man, this chick is stupid, white boy Malcolm X. She is screwing up the narrative. Anyway, let's pick that back up. Which alleged that even though black people are also attacking Asian Americans, white people are the main perpetrators of anti-Asian racism. The point I've made through all of those experiences is that anti-Asian racism has the same source as anti-black racism, white supremacy, she wrote. So when a black person attacks an Asian person, and folks, Let's face it, that has never, ever, ever happened. If an Asian person gets attacked in any way, shape, or form, if an Asian person gets a nasty look, it's Whitey doing all of that, right? So I don't know what Jennifer Ho, and no, folks, she is not a Ho that I know of. That's her name. I don't know what she's talking about. So when a black person attacks an Asian person, the encounter is fueled perhaps by racism, but very specifically by white supremacy. White supremacy does not require a white person to perpetrate it. Okay, I'm not reading anymore of this guy. And folks, we talked about this recently, and I meant to pull the article, and I didn't. But I tell you what, they talk out of both sides of their mouth. They are saying that white supremacy is to blame for Asian people getting attacked. Even if the attacker is black, she's blaming Whitey for it. Even though Whitey's not even around to do anything, she's still blaming Whitey for it. They like to talk out of both sides of their mouth, and you're the crazy one. You're the idiot for questioning it, right? We had that article, that stupid chick on a college campus. She was complaining about a lack of police presence somewhere, and that was racist, right? And in an Alice in Wonderland world, that makes perfect sense, even though she was probably complaining about a police presence in a black community, right? She was probably running around screaming, defund the police. And when the police were not there, she was complaining about the lack of police, right? That. That's what I'm talking about. They will say two things that are mutually exclusive or that make no sense whatsoever, and you're the idiot, you're the crazy one, because you don't get their circular thinking. So when Jennifer Ho, who folks, again, I don't know if she's a Ho, but that's her last name. So when Jennifer Ho blames Whitey for something Whitey's not even doing and saying that when black people beat up Asians, it's actually Whitey's fault because Whitey's oppressiveness is like, I don't know, Possessing black people to beat up Asian people? I, I don't know what her theory is here. It's kind of nutty no matter what comes out of this chick's mouth, but that's what you get on a college campus these days, these idiots who just run around talking this sort of crazy and then look at you like you're stupid when you don't nod your head in agreement. So Jennifer, keep on blaming Whitey. Everyone else is welcome to the party, dear. Okay, folks, here is our first of two smoking gun stories. Woman busted for ground beef battery. Responding to a report of a disturbance in the potato chip aisle at a Walmart in Ohio. Jesus Christmas, white boy Malcolm X, a Walmart in Ohio. 
Police Tuesday arrested a Cleveland woman for allegedly striking a female victim in the face with a 10-pound log of ground beef. The confrontation at the store in South Euclid, a Cleveland suburb, involved two women, Manika Gardner and Precious Jackson, yes folks, her name is Precious, who once lived in the same duplex, cops say. Jackson, 36, who was battered with the ground beef, previously secured a protection order against the 25-year-old Gardner. According to police, when the pair spotted each other, Gardner threatened to beat up Jackson as well as her 7-year-old daughter, who was with Jackson at Walmart. Gardner, cops say, pulled down Jackson's mask and attempted to spit on her. When she missed the target, Gardner reached into Jackson's shopping cart and removed the prepackaged meat log, which she then used to strike the victim a couple of times in the face, cops charge. In the weapons used section of the police report, the ground beef is described as a blunt object. Gardner, who was shopping with her five-year-old child, was arrested for assault and violating a temporary protective order. Custody of the minor was turned over to a relative. According to police, Gardner has a history of violent behavior and is the subject of multiple active arrest warrants. Gardner pleaded not guilty to the two misdemeanor charges. (laughs) Of course, even in Ohio, they are misdemeanors during her arraignment in court. Did you get all that white boy Malcolm X? You think? On the same way. I think I got the story, but I'd like to just do a quick rundown, if you don't mind, sir. Of course you don't. I don't even need to bother to ask you. But we have Manika Gardner and we have Precious Jackson, right? And they are, apparently, folks, they are sworn enemies because there is a protective order out, right? Manika is not allowed to get near Precious, who, folks, I have no doubt she is very Precious. But they are sworn enemies and Manika is not allowed to be around Precious. I don't know what they argued about, folks, but they were neighbors in a duplex. I can imagine, though, right? I can imagine what got them upset. I, folks, I can see the two of them sitting outside. Maybe it's a nice fall day out there in Ohio, and those two are sitting out there. They probably have a shared patio set, right? And they're out there, and they are. I have little doubt, folks, that they were out there enjoying a deliciously chilled white Zinfandel, right? And they're out there, and Manika and Precious are talking. Manika's like, man, this is deliciously chilled white Zinfandel, and Precious is like, yes, I absolutely agree, Manika, and I am just loving the fact that you and I are out here having fun like this together. But at some point, folks, at some point, the conversation turned ugly. And I suspect, I suspect what happened was that Manika turned to Precious and said, Manika, I have got to ask you. And Precious is like, what? What's going on? Do you need more ice for that deliciously chilled white Zinfandel? Oh, no, Manika would answer. No, 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 it's fine. It's perfectly chilled. I got two ice cubes there. Precious is like, well, what's going on, Manika? What can I help you with? So Monika's like, Precious, I have to ask you because this is the question that is going around this country right now. Precious is like, what? I'm not on social media. What's going on? Monika's like, Precious, what do you think? Tom Brady's ass. Do you think it looks better in a New England Patriots uniform or do you think it looks better in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform? And Precious, not knowing the history of Tom Brady's ass in a New England Patriots uniform versus Tom Brady's ass in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform, She's thinking something completely different. She is walking into it, folks, and she doesn't even know it. Precious turns to Manika and says, I think that Tom Brady's ass would look best in a Cincinnati Bengals uniform. And folks, I am sure that Manika Gardner at that time, she was probably still stewing at the fact that those idiots over at the Cincinnati Bengals, those idiots had gotten rid of that hot ginger Andy Dalton. I'm sure that was floating around in her mind when Precious Jackson said something about Tom Brady's ass in a Cincinnati Bengals uniform. And I bet you folks, I bet you Manika Gardner lost her crap, right? She probably freaked out about that 
And that was the end of that relationship. Done, right? That share patio scent went vacant for the rest of the time, right? It got so acrimonious, folks, that Precious Jackson had to go out and get a restraining order from Anika Gardner. She had to move out of that duplex, right, where she was having so much fun with her girlfriend, enjoying those days where the two of them could sit out and enjoy a nice glass of white Zinfandel, right? Those days were gone. She had to move on. And I bet you, folks, I bet you that Precious thought that those horrible days when that friendship fell apart, that to her must have been just heartbreaking, that her relationship fell apart over the fact that Tom Brady's ass would look really good in a Cincinnati Bengals uniform. She knew that in her heart. Now, she probably also had the hots for Andy Dalton, right? He was a hot ginger, probably still is, right? But she was asked a question, and she just innocently answered it, but apparently the wrong way. So now we move to the present, right, folks? Because that was in the past. That whole incident over deliciously chilled white Zinfandel, that is gone. And she has moved on to greener pastures. And she's taken her daughter to the Walmart, right? Because they want to go grocery shopping there in the Walmart in Ohio, right? And they were pushing that cart around. And I'm sure that seven-year-old looked up at Precious and said, Mommy, Mommy, can we get some potato chips? And Precious is like, of course, dear. Let's go get some Pringles or whatever, right? So they go to the potato chip aisle, right? They've already gone to the meat section. She got herself a big old fat roll of meat, right? She goes to the potato chip aisle, and she looks down at the other end of that aisle. And guess what, folks? Monika Gardner is standing there, her now sworn enemy, the woman she had to put out a restraining order on because that woman was so butthurt about Tom Brady's ass potentially being in a Cincinnati Bengals uniform. She's down there. But then Precious spots the five-year-old. She's like, oh, whew, I've got my kid. Monika's got her kid. It's a public place. It's a Walmart, right? I'm sure it's going to be a little awkward, but we can go down and get the potato chips and nothing will come of this, right? So they start to go down the aisle and Monika starts to go down the aisle and they get close to each other. And Gardner looks at her and goes, you know what? I am still pissed off about what you said about Tom Brady in a Cincinnati Bengals uniform. How dare you say that? I am going to beat your butt right here in this potato chip aisle in this Walmart. And when I'm done with you, when I am done with you, Precious, I am going to beat your little seven-year-old girl, too. I'm going to beat the both of you, and I'll beat the living crap out of you. And Precious like, Monika, come on. We're here at the Walmart. Let it go. Monika's like, ah. Uh! She grabs Precious's mask. She's like, trying to spit on her, right? And she misses, and she gets so frustrated with herself because, let's face it, folks, she knows how to spit, right? She spits at her five-year-old all the time, I bet. She's probably like, Psh, do your homework. Psh, clean up your room. Take a bath, right? She's that kind of mother. And so she is humiliated to herself anyway, right? And to whoever else is watching that train wreck in the Walmart, probably going, man, that woman cannot spit to save her life. She is just like, ah, I cannot take it anymore. Precious Jackson and her stupid Tom Brady and the Cincinnati Bengals uniform. So she, folks, she needs a weapon, right? And she's looking at a bag of Lay's chips and going, no, that ain't going to do a damn thing, right? So she grabs that meat log at a Precious's cart, and she starts slapping Precious in the face. Bam, 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 bam. You take this. Bam. Say another thing about Tom Brady. Bam. Right? And Precious is like, ah, ah. She probably fell to the floor a little bit, a little dramatic. Ah, boom. Right? She hits the ground. And then she's like, ah, on the ground. Right? And so, folks, let's face it. Nobody had to call Popo. If it's a Walmart and it's in Ohio, I damn well guarantee there's already Popo at the Walmart. They're probably sitting there going, when is the next dumpster fire going to kick in? And suddenly, boom, there it is, right? So they arrest her and find out all sorts of mayhem that she has been causing, and they are active arrests elsewhere. So white boy Malcolm X, I think that's what happened. I think that's a relatively close approximation. What do you think, sir? Mostly. Okay. 
I will take mostly. But folks, that is what happened at the Walmart in Ohio on the potato chip island when Manika Gardner and Precious Jackson met once more after the falling out that they had some time ago. Speaking of Ohio, because we're not done there, folks, we are staying there. Former NKY teacher admitted having sex with a 17-year-old student. So yes, folks, finally, after a couple weeks, we have fresh teacher bait for you. And I know all you high school teachers going, no, 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 where's the teacher bait? Where's the teacher bait? Settle down. We're going to get to that. A former Grant County high school teacher who admitted having sex with a student was sentenced Wednesday to five years of probation. Probation again, white boy Malcolm X. And now I am starting to feel bad for those teachers, folks. Like in Texas and Alabama and all those southern states, they will lock your ass up for 10, 15, 20 years. If you touch that teacher bait, they will lock you up for quite some time. This chick, she just gets probation. So let's find out more. Molly Verkamp, 28, pleaded guilty in March to two counts of unlawful transaction with a minor. So she, folks, was having a transaction with that kid. The Florence area resident was initially indicted in July 2020 on charges of get this white boy Malcolm X, third degree rape and sodomy. Yes, sodomy. <laughs> she sodomized that boy white boy Malcolm X. I don't know with what, but apparently she did. She was arrested in Boone County due to alleged sex acts that occurred at her home in Boone County with the student. Verkamp had told detectives that the student's parents were aware of the relationship according to court documents. So that, white boy Malcolm X, that is a first, that the parents apparently knew that their son was tapping his teacher. She also admitted to a sexual relationship with a student in Grant County when that student was 17 years old. Lewis Kelly, Commonwealth's attorney for Boone in Gallatin counties, said a Grant County case remains active. Verkant was indicted in Grant County on September 16, 2020, on charges of third-degree rape, sodomy, yet again, and two counts of first-degree unlawful transaction with a minor. Police say Verkant had sex with the same student at his home in Grant County. So, white boy Malcolm X, I just want to make sure I understand this, and no, I'm not going to do a reenactment, folks. So, hold on out there. She's in Boone County. She takes the boy to her house. So, third-degree rape there, sodomy there. And she pleads that down to two counts of unlawful transaction. But, but she also did the kid in his parents' house, and his parents' house is in Grant County. So Grant County is also looking at her for third-degree rape, sodomy again, and two counts of first-degree unlawful transaction. I guess a couple things here. First, I hope, for her sake anyway, she did not have sex with that kid in any more counties. <laughs> I don't know how much that kid liked to be sodomized, but let's hope, folks, let's hope it ended in two places in two counties because this chick, <laughs> at some point, they're going to have to say, well, we're going to have to put her in jail at least for a little while. <laughs> That's the one thing, but white boy Malcolm X, I just find it really, maybe I shouldn't even bring it up, but I just find it really odd that that teenage boy had his teacher sodomize him with God knows what, but I don't know. Maybe he's just a little queen or something getting in the practice with his teacher because who the hell is she going to tell her? <laughs> she ain't going to run around and say, I was sticking things up that boy's butt. People are going to be like, you're doing a boy? Oh, no, sorry. Didn't mean to say that, right? So <laughs> that secret was going to be pretty safe with her. I'll tell you what, this thing is just weird six ways to Sunday. <laughs> but of course, for now at least, she only gets probation. 
Not the message you want to send to these teachers, but I guess these prosecutors, they'll take the plea deal just to move on. But you ladies, and I have told you this a thousand times, and I'm going to tell you again, never, ever, 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 ever get a boy to do a man's job. What have I told you? More Sebastian Stan, less little Timmy with two chest hairs. From Pink News, Swedish church declares itself proudly trans-inclusive and powerful letter to its flock. The Church of Sweden has declared itself proudly trans-inclusive in a powerful letter to its transgender members. Published on the Vasteris Diocese website in a letter titled Personal Letter to You Who Are Trans, the Church of Sweden insisted that the church is also trans. So yes, folks, the Church of Sweden is also apparently transgender. Penned by four priests, speaking of sodomy in underage boys, an author and the diocese communications officer, the letter reads, We are writing to you from a church that is also trans. A church is made up of people. People are different. We have religious teachers, employees, church wardens, elected representatives, nonprofits, and other parishioners who define themselves as transgender people. The church thus also consists of transgender people. Therefore, the church could be described as trans. The Evangelical Lutheran National Church in Sweden told its trans members that it apologizes for how the media has treated you and we mourn the part of feminism that has fought for its rights and that now wants to limit yours and that it could no longer be silent. So yes, folks, they are talking about TERFs out there, the trans-exclusionary radical feminists. The letter continued, In recent years, we have seen how newspapers... Radio and television, even those that claim to be serious media outlets, have given space to opinions where you as transgender person and your rights have been questioned. The church said the media had given way to a hatred directed at trans folks and added, It is sad that groups, organizations, and individuals who are responsible for this hatred have a place in front of the microphones, on the debate pages, in the cultural programs, and on the TV couches. This contributes to the normalization of trans hate. Did I miss something, white boy Malcolm X? I mean, I read that and I'm thinking, man, they are gaslighting us just like the Chinese do, right? (laughs) Or the mainstream media does or those idiots on college campuses do. They love to gaslight us, so they are blaming or I guess apologizing for what the media is doing and supposedly, allegedly, possibly giving a platform to hate against transgender And they say this, folks, and I'm sitting here thinking, look at all the women that they trash and vilify. If a woman comes out, folks, and says, you know what, I'm not comfortable with this muddling of what a woman is, right? Because these days, folks, a woman can have a vagina or a woman can have a penis, and that is just the way it is. And if you say, I'm a little uncomfortable with that, something about that seems off to me, they will call you a transphobe. They will call you a turf. They will trash the hell out of you if you open your mouth and say anything about a woman with a penis. They will go after you nonstop until they silence you. Furthermore, if you are out there and you say, you know what? I am straight or I am gay, what have you. I am pansexual if you want to be a snooty bisexual, right? But you say, you know what? I like to sleep with men or I like to sleep with women, but they have to have the original hardware which I also believe has been called the super straight movement or the super gay movement, whatever you want to call it. If you come out and say that, right, those folks with the super straight movement, they compared them to Nazis, folks. They literally called them Nazis, said they were in bed with the alt-right. If I said, for example, 
You know what? I'm into men, and I don't want a man with a vagina. What the hell am I going to do with a vagina? I don't care who it's strapped onto. I want a man with original hardware. That's transphobic to these people, and the transgender community will trash the crap out of you. The media will echo that trashing, right? And so this stupid church is gaslighting us and apologizing for the media allowing people to say hateful things about the transgender community. And I'm sitting there going, uh, no. I don't think that's the case because if anyone opens their mouth and says anything that goes against anything that the transgender community wants, they will scream and shut you down as quickly as they can. Your job, folks, your job is to just bow and say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, yes, whatever non-binary folk you are. If they come to you and say a man with a vagina is perfectly normal and a woman with a penis is perfectly normal— their birth parents now, all the other linguistic gymnastics they want to do, you're just supposed to smile and nod and say, okay, that works for me. That works perfectly for me. Because if you don't say that, folks, you're getting a first-class ticket on the train to the re-education camp. All the woke folk want to throw everyone on. (laughs) So I appreciate, I really do, you folks over at the Church of Sweden or whatever the hell you call it, I appreciate the pandering. I appreciate the gaslighting even, but. You ain't fooling anyone. And here, folks, if that wasn't enough for you, if you're like, man, Miller, that article was enough. No, I got one more pull quote. The Church of Sweden has long been committed to LGBT plus inclusion. It began performing religious same-sex marriages in 2009 and in recent years has instructed clergy to refer to God using gender-neutral pronouns and unveiled Sweden's first LGBT plus altarpiece which I think, folks, was probably made by Legos, right? They probably had those rainbow Legos to make that LGBT plus altarpiece. And yes, folks, God there is, I don't know if they go by they, them, right? I don't know if God goes by they, them, or Zizirza, doesn't say. But they are all sorts of woke and crazy over at the Church of Sweden. So you folks over there, you have fun. God bless you all. (laughs) Bless your hearts. We are down to two stories, White Boy Malcolm X. Yes, two stories. We are down. I tell you what, I know this is going to go longer than an hour, but who cares? It is good to be back in the saddle. From PJ Media, get this one. Paltrow's vagina-scented candle explodes, scaring Texas man, impressing neighbors. So yes, folks, Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina-scented candle is back in the news once more. Walk past Colby Watson's home and you think he's getting mad action from Gwyneth Paltrow. (coughs) Makes me want to throw up just thinking about that, but bless his heart. The Texas man claims Paltrow's candle called This Smells Like My Vagina. And yes, folks, that is actually the name of that stupid candle. Exploded, spread Gwen's essence everywhere, and could have killed him. Not like her real hoo-hoo could kill, but (laughs) I guess that was close enough. The $75 candle sold by Paltrow's company Goop comes with a warning. And here that is, folks. Warning. Burn candle within sight. Keep away from things that catch fire. Keep out of reach of children and pets. Trim wick to one-eighth inch before every lighting. Place on a stable heat-resistant surface. Keep wax pool free of debris. Do not burn for more than two hours at a time. Allow glass to cool completely before handling. Watson, who let the candle burn for three hours, believes the warning is insufficient. (laughs) Only in Texas, I guess, folks, this stupid idiot... Do not burn for more than two hours. Well, I guess it's okay if I put it there for three. And he puts it there for three and something happens. Well, I didn't know. 
Well, it says, sir, it says don't burn more than two hours. Well, that's not sufficient for me. I can burn that thing for three hours. I don't know. It just says two, but, I mean, that two could be three, right? No. I don't know. Three's close to two, so it shouldn't matter there. And is starting a class action lawsuit, of course, claiming breach of warranty and product liability. He is seeking more than, get this, white boy, Malcolm X, $5 million. Man, he knows that she has got huge banks somewhere, and he wants some of that action. He claims the candle became engulfed in flames and exploded, filling the room with Gwen smoke. Ugh, just the thought of that again. I'm getting even more nauseous. And I don't think, White Boy Malcolm X, I don't think that this is the first time one of her vagina candles blew up. Am I wrong about that? I thought we had one last year. We did. Okay. That's what I thought. I, I'm like, these damn vagina candles are just blowing up all over the place. This guy, bless his heart. White Boy Malcolm X, I do have a question, though. Of course, I have a question. Do you think, White Boy Malcolm X, do you think that Colby Watson is a queen? Yes, a queen. And the reason I ask, because I know you're wondering why, and you folks out there, I'm sure, are going, Miller, Miller, why would you call Colby Watson a queen, a homosexual, for having Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle in his house? I figured that would make him straight. Fucks, really? Seriously? What straight man in the state of Texas would have Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle in his house? None. I would dare say none. No straight man anywhere, forget the state of Texas, anywhere would have Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina-scented candle in his house. Because that has got to stink of death, folks. That has got to be a rancid, putrid smell coming out of that candle when you light that thing up. And now his house blew up. I'm sure that queen was like, well, I just didn't know what the heck was going on with this candle. I just love Gwyneth Paltrow. She's fabulous. And she dates all the sexy men. And I just wanted a whiff of her for JJ because I thought if I could get some of that stench on me, that the men would go crazy for me as well. And that damn thing just blew up. And I'm just very upset about that. So I'm going to sue that whatever for $5 million. She has me $5 million. I got to get this damn place cleaned up. So that is why White by Malcolm X and you folks are there. That is why I think he's a queen. And I could be wrong, folks. I could totally be wrong. I don't know. It just seems odd to me. I mean, if you were a woman or identified as a woman, let's be very politically correct here on the Miller Frost Show, right? Would you want some other woman's vagina smell in your man's house? No. You would find that offensive. You come in there and go, man, this place smells like some other woman's vagina. Honey, are you fooling around on me? He's like, no, dear baby. I would never cheat on you. This is Gwyneth Paltrow's This Smells Like My Vagina Candle. I've got that lit over there for you. You think I'm a lesbian? You think I want to smell another woman's hoo-hoo? No, baby, no, not at all. I just thought it was very nice. Are you gay? No, honey, I am not gay. So you see, folks, it's not just me. <laughs> I bet you any woman that walks into a man's house and smells that, she's probably thinking, oh, crap, I got my very own Colton Underwood. Where is Gus Kentworthy? When's that queen going to come out and start showing my man around? <laughs> Do all the gay bars get him a sugar daddy? Okay, folks, it is our last story. It is, of course, a smoking gun story. And how's this headline? Naked woman nabbed after mini standoff. Hmm, let's see what's going on here. Responding to multiple 911 calls about a naked woman walking around and jumping in and out of vehicles at a car dealership, Minnesota cops discovered a nude 35-year-old suspect pleasuring herself while splayed across the floor of a pickup truck, according to a court filing. 
Police dispatchers last Sunday were initially told that the naked woman was sitting alone inside a Pontiac SUV and that she looked happy and did not appear to be hurt, but appeared to possibly be under the influence. When cops arrived on the scene in Mankato, a city 80 miles from Minneapolis, the Pontiac was found running with its driver's side door open, but the vehicle was empty. Nearby, officers spotted a Chevrolet Silverado with its rear driver's side door open. They also noticed feet sticking out of the door. Upon approaching the SUV, a patrolman spotted Jennifer Dorrit Weber, 35, lying across the floor of the second row. The naked Weber was on her back, feet in the air, digitally penetrating herself. And if you folks don't know what digitally penetrating herself means, she was masturbating. Cops say Weber was making nonsensical comments, and she said she thought she was in St. Petersburg, Florida. (laughs) Yeah, this story, folks, is perfect for St. Petersburg, Florida. Asked what brought her to the Mankato area, Weber replied to please the boys. (laughs) Maybe she's a high school teacher, white boy Malcolm X. Investigators noted that Weber continued to masturbate as she spoke with the officers. Over the next hour, police who had summoned an EMS crew, tried to coax Weber out of the SUV. Throughout this time, Weber was making nonsensical comments and continued to masturbate according to a probable cause statement. Finally, after prolonged negotiations, good God, I can only imagine what those were, Weber exited the SUV and was taken into custody and transported to a local hospital. Police said they recovered methamphetamine. So this chick, white boy Malcolm X, she was high on crystal meth, and drug paraphernalia following the conclusion of the May 9th standoff. The SUV's owner told police that his vehicle was being serviced, as was the woman in the vehicle, and that Weber did not have permission to enter the Chevy. Weber was subsequently booked into the county jail for indecent exposure, narcotics possession, DWI, and entering a vehicle without the owner's permission, all of which are misdemeanors. (laughs) Of course, in Minnesota, masturbating in someone else's pickup truck is considered a misdemeanor. So white boy Malcolm X. This kind of does remind me of that story we had, only because folks, it's at a car dealership. We had another smoking gun story where this young man, he got dressed up in like ladies' tights and he brought a dildo and some other sex toys and he went to a car dealership. Now the car dealership was closed, it was at night, but he was going around the new cars or what have you and he was, I don't know what the hell he was doing with his sex toy and his panties, but he was having himself a Grand Gale time in some capacity. This story reminds me of that, but I just want to make sure I understand this story correctly. So do you mind, sir, if I, before we end today's podcast, do you mind if I just kind of walk through this real quick and just see if I have the story correct? Okay, I'm good. Thanks. First off, folks, I assume that this isn't some sort of Chevy dealership there in Mankato. She's there in a Pontiac and she winds up in someone else's Chevy truck. So I'm just going to go with she's at a Chevy dealership, right? And she is there, first off, in the Pontiac, sitting there, and she has got a crap-eating grin on her face, and she is apparently, to everyone who's watching her, buck naked, right? And what do they do at a car dealership until a customer comes? They just stand around and sip coffee and kind of watch life pass them by through the windows, right? And so they're all there, and they're staring at this woman. She's in her car, I guess, in the parking lot there at the Chevy dealership there in Mankato, And she's just smiling, right? And they're like, what the heck is going on with that woman over there? She looks really super happy, but I think she's naked. At least she doesn't have any top on, but they don't really do anything about it. She's there happy. She ain't hurting anyone. They're sitting there. They're drinking their coffee. 
They're just kind of chit-chatting about things. And at some point, folks, at some point, they kind of forgot about her and moved on with life. But I'm sure at some point someone got bored enough to go, man, I wonder if that happy chick with no top on, I wonder if she is still sitting there with that crap-eating grin on her face. So they go out and they look. Car's there. Car engine is running. Door's wide open. No chick. Hmm. That's kind of odd, right? But they go about their day. And then suddenly, folks, suddenly someone is walking around. And right there is a Chevy Silverado there. And they are walking around. And the back door is open. I guess it's a four-door truck, what have you. But the back door is open, and they see feet. What the heck? And they look around, and they walk all the way around. And sure enough, folks, there she is, Jennifer Dort Weber, on her back, masturbating, fingering herself. And they're like, what the what? What the heck is this chick doing in this car? It's not even her car, I don't think. And so they run into the dealership showroom floor, and they're like, oh, my God. This woman is out there masturbating in the Chevy Silverado. Some guy stands up and goes, what? That's my car. What the hell? And so they all run out and they look at her. And she's like, eh, eh, right? Whatever the hell she's doing there. And everyone gets on their phone. And suddenly the 911 dispatch office in Mankato, Minnesota, boom, lights up, right? Because everyone is on their cell phone. And for a change, folks, nobody was videotaping this, right? They all went to call Popo, 911, all of them. And so suddenly, 911, what's your emergency? 911, what's your emergency, right? And they all say the same thing. Naked woman in a pickup truck, masturbating, car dealership. Send the popo. So the popo go down there, and they walk around to the truck, and they're like, ma'am. She's like, ah, ah. ma'am, what are you doing? Ah, ah, ah. Ma'am, what are you doing? Ah. You know, she just keeps doing it, right? She's not stopping. Ma'am, ah, what? Ma'am, what's going on? And she just keeps doing it, folks. And she's just rattling off all this nonsense. And they're finally like, Maybe she's just a little nutty. And so one cop turns to the other and says, I think she's kind of nutty. He was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. Ma'am, where do you think you are? And I bet, folks, I bet they thought that she thought she was on the moon or something, right? So they're like, ma'am, where do you think you are? And she's like, eh, eh, eh. Right? She's still masturbating. Uh, I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida. Ma'am? Ma'am, now, I know that this is a hot dumpster fire of a mess we got in front of us, right? But ma'am, this is not Florida. This is Minnesota. We have enough of a problem with this story, ma'am, without it being based in Florida. And she keeps going, ah, ah, ah. Cops are like, okay, screw this. Let's call the EMTs, right? And so the EMTs come out, and they're like, ah, Jesus Christmas, stupid popo. Every single time, they don't want to deal with a nut job. What do they do? They call the EMTs, and now we got to deal with this. And so they walk over, and they're like, popo, popo. What is going on that you need our help? I guess you need to go get a donut or something, you lazy SOB. What is going on? How can we bail your butt out now? And one cop's like, I got a naked chick masturbating in the back of an SUV. And the EMT's like, man, and nobody's videotaping this? No. Get to work. And so the EMT's like, ah, crap, okay. Maybe she's just, I don't know, nutty or something. Ma'am, ma'am. She's like, ah, Right, she's rambling, so she's just going on and on and on. And the police are like, can you do something about this? EMT are like, Go get your damn donut. We'll figure this stuff out, right? You only called us because you wanted to sneak out for a little bit. We'll take care of this. Just shut your pie hole for a second. Ma'am. And so the EMTs, they got their gloves on and they're trying. And she's like, eh. She's fingering and they're like, man, do you touch a woman when she's masturbating? She may go nuts on you if you try to stop her. Because let's face it, folks, if you try to stop a man, he's going to do the same thing, right? He's going to freak out. Don't slow my roll. So she probably was going to do the same thing. So they're like, ah, what do we do? So they're like, they just let it ride for a little bit, right? She's like, eh. And she's masturbating. So, eh. Right, and they're like, Oh, they keep trying to talk her out of it, ma'am. Can you pull your finger out of your vajayjay? Ah! 
And like, man, that thing stinks like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. And the other one's like, how did you know about that? Well, because I had one. The damn candle blew up in my house. What the hell is that about? I should sue that stupid chick for $5 million. Nah, don't worry about it. Just leave it alone. Everyone will think you're gay. So the two EMTs are like really trying to get to this woman, but she is having none of that. Right? She keeps masturbating and ranting and raving. And the popo finally come back and they're like, what the hell? We called you two bozos to get this damn thing cleaned up. And what are you two doing? Nothing. Just watching this woman masturbate. And the EMT are like, you know what? Your problem now. We'll deal with her once you get her stupid ass in cuffs. So the popo go back to negotiating with her. And folks, I got to tell you, it was a prolonged negotiation with this woman, right? Because the police were like, ma'am, can you pull your fingers out of your vajayjay? She's like, I'm in St. Peter's reporter. Ma'am, why are you here? I'm here to please the boss. Well, ma'am, it looks like you're trying to please yourself. I'm here to please the boys. Are you a high school teacher? And she's not really answering the questions, and they're just kind of letting this thing go. And they're like, oh, Jesus Christmas. How long does it take this woman to masturbate? And the other cop's like, you should see my wife. Man, that is a really tough hill to climb, right? And so they just, folks, they are just letting this woman just go. And like, she's just going to rub herself raw at some point. And thank God they got the EMT standing there with the Band-Aids and the bandages and all the other stuff. But they keep trying to talk to her, man. Ma'am, please stop masturbating. Please talk to us. I'm here to do the boys. Ma'am, you're doing yourself. You're not doing any boys. Should we get you a high school boy? I'm sure we can get you one. And so, finally, she's like, and then there's silence. And the one cop turns to the other and goes, you think she's done? The other one's like, she kind of sounds like my wife. And I know that beep is probably faking it half the time. Should we talk to her? Well, what if she starts up again? I don't know. What else we got to lose? Ma'am? Ma'am, would you like to come out? Right? And so eventually, folks, she stands up, and they cuff her. They got her. Oh, thank God. They got this wily masturbator. So they got her cuffed, and they're like, EMTs, your turn. So the EMTs come over, and they check her out. Man, this chick is a method. Jesus Christmas. All you needed to do, gentlemen, is just dangle a little crystal in front of her. She would have come right out of that car like a puppy chasing a treat. And so off they all go. And this poor guy whose truck has just been at the center of the circus for God knows how many hours, folks, because that woman could go a long time without an orgasm. This poor guy's like, damn Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina scent in there. My truck smells like a sewer. Damn you, Gwyneth Paltrow. So white boy Malcolm X, did I get that one right? Mostly. Okay, I'll take it, sir. Because I think this podcast has gone on for long enough. Quick programming note before I forget. I am probably not going to be here on Wednesday. Man, it is a nutty, nutty, nutty week this week. I'm going to try, but I doubt it. If not, I don't even know if I'm going to have time to put together a best of show. But if not, I'm definitely going to be back next Sunday. I think possibly maybe. No, I will be here. But since I cannot top a deranged meth head woman masturbating in a pickup truck for hours, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Sunday podcast of the Miller Frost Show. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always with my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a great start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.
new video game, a phone, maybe a bike. Give your kids a gift of love, the gift of learning. Give them OutSchool. OutSchool offers live, affordable, online, interactive classes for all kids pre-K through high school. With a wide variety of subjects, from video game design and movie animation to private instrument lessons and zookeeping, OutSchool has something fun and inspiring for every kid. Right now, you can save $15 on your child's first class at OutSchool.com give and use code give. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 